Saturday, the 20th of May, 2022, Scrappy Murphy's in Birmingham, 7pm. Be there. The Chronicles of Podcast Live. Tickets on sale now. Go to www.ctickets.com. It's about getting into schools and talking to young people because, you know, I, I know that people can change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there, guys. We are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Berry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles, at checkout. Oh boy! Hey guys, it's WWE superstar legend Davy Boy Smith's daughter Georgia Smith here, and you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie. Well, spit shine the car clean with my ass, boys. Welcome to hashtag WBW Way Back Wednesday. And these are the chronicles of For the Love of Wrestling. Why For the Love of Wrestling this week, Jamie? Well, we recorded this quite a few years ago when this was supposed to happen in 2021. But guess what? Like everything else in the freaking world, it got postponed. So do you know when it is actually happening, Mr. Stevens? When, Jamie? This bloody weekend, mate. Oh. 23rd and the 24th. So why not release this one now? Absolutely. You get that idea where you should have been like, should we record this a week earlier? But then I suppose let's do it on the week. Let's, let's, let's you know, pay homage and salute all the guys at FTLOW this weekend. And hopefully that everybody is going on down to Liverpool to go enjoy a weekend, you know, with also a former guest of ours, Jamie. Absolutely. Georgia Smith is going to be there. 
Kurt Angle's going to be oh. there. The Wyatts are going to be there. The Nasty Boys are going to be there. Grado's going to be there. There's so many incredible, incredible guests. But obviously, we didn't speak to everyone who's part of this entire convention. We spoke that, sat down with a man named Mr. Jay Harvey. And Jay not only told us all about the convention, the way the convention's built, things that happened, but also about himself and his own experience with wrestling and wrestling conventions and stuff like that. Awesome, awesome story. Absolutely. This was uh, quite exciting. You know, as, as kids growing up, we were huge wrestling fans. Um, so it's nice to be like, oh, I remember that. That's so cool. You know, and he got to talk, hang out with The Undertaker for a weekend and, you know, got to be with Bret Hart and meet loads of absolutely amazing people. I believe Tori Wilson's there this year. Too. Trish Stratus is there this year as well. Yeah, there's loads of stings yeah. there. There's... And they've got so many cool like things that they've got a money in the money in the bank like prop. They've got a announce table prop, the um with JR. The Firefly Funhouse prop. They've got so many cool things to like look at, take photos with. It's it looks incredible. I'm gutted I can't make it because I really wanted to go. Right, so, so if anybody's got a free weekend this weekend, please head on over to Liverpool, especially if you're a big wrestling fan, for for the love of wrestling. Uh, over the 23rd and 24th of April. It is one not to be missed. And also, please enjoy this interview that me and Jamie conducted back in December of 2020, I believe it was. Yeah, it was something like that. Oh, I see. The memoir still works. The memoir still works. Check you out. Cheers, COVID, for postponing everything in 2021. Jamie! Yes, sir. Any final words? No, just everyone, enjoy this interview. If you are free next weekend, Go on down. If you're already going, let us know how it is. If you've got a spare ticket and want to give it to your boys, please do. We won't say no. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the Chronicles of For the Love of Wrestling. Wonderful. Right. I shall get started then. Are you guys, is, is this being recorded like video and audio? Or are you just recording the audio on this? Uh, video and audio. We normally release the YouTube you release it on YouTube a couple of days after the audio version goes out. Okay, perfect. Great. That's good to know. We like to mix things up a little bit. Give our audience both so they can look at our pretty faces as well. Exactly. Right. Guys and girls, today we have a guest unlike any we've had before. Now, it's safe to say the one thing people in pop culture world have missed most in 2020 are our Comic-Cons, our exhibitions, our events. And joining us today, we have a man who works for one of the number one exhibition companies here in the good old UK. From Monopoly events, we have a man who will make every wrestling fan jealous. Today, we have with us from Monopoly events, as I said, Mr. Jay Harvey. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Sorry, I'm applauding myself there. I do apologise. That's all I know. It's fine. I understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazing. Welcome me to you. <laughs> I would have the same thing, to be fair. <laughs> So, James, how's your year been, man? Do you know what? It's been a weird one. Um, it started really quite well because um, I'm involved with a few of the conventions that, that Monopoly do. Primarily, I'm involved with Flover Wrestling, but um, because I'm cheeky, I like to volunteer at all the other ones as well um, and get in with them. So we started the year off quite well. We did, um, um, I say we, Andy. Andy was the boss of Monopoly events. We did a Comic-Con Liverpool, um, which, which was absolutely incredible way to start the year. We had over... Um, or forget his name now, the, the, the police officer from Stranger Things. Is it Hopper? Oh, uh, yeah. David Harbour. 
Yeah, David Harbour. So David Harbour was one of the guests. We had Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, we, had a, we had Elijah Wood from Lord of the Rings, which was quite cool. Or for me, because he was in Green Streets, because I like my football films. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, so I got to look after the, the cast of American Pie for the weekend. So that was, <laughs> that was like, and it, yes, yeah, so it wasn't a bad way to start the year. And I was like, my God, this can only get better from here. Little did I know uh, where we're going <laughs> to no, it, st it started very, very well. Um, as I say, we had um, yeah, some amazing and phenomenal guests um, there over the weekend. Um, and then, obviously, from there, it's, it's sort of gone downhill. I think the game's changed, so to speak. Um, Monopoly events prides itself on putting on, God, I think it's like eight to ten conventions a year, and they are really five-star conventions. Um, this year, they've had to sort of change what they do and try and find another way to sort of entertain people through, you know, sign-ins, um, doing virtual events, virtual quizzes, those those type of things. So it's been a really, really weird year. Um, some of it's been good. I think, um, like you know, you guys as well. I think a lot of people have turned into this. Um, this time last year, had any of us heard of Zoom? Probably not. Um, now <laughs> I see my see my mates once once a week, maybe once every two weeks, and we all get together on Zoom and have a have a good chat. So there's been some positives to this year. I won't say it's been a t totally a, a terrible year, um, but looking forward to the rest of the year and then seeing what seeing what happens next year it sounds like bright finger ahead fingers crossed eh because obviously they've said the vaccine is now here um, yes but obviously it's prioritized with key workers and stuff so who knows well, yeah, when it's it to the us the vaccine's here which is great um donald trump is surely not to be here um which again might make it make things that the situation in america a little bit better as well because i'm sure for anybody involved in conventions america getting this under control is just as important as us getting this yeah, under control absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, all, all guests can't get here basically you know um so that's the big problem so uh, biden's coming in and biden's talking a lot about some of the things he wants to do he's starting to talk a little bit about doing a lot of the stuff that we've experienced over here in the uk um see what effect that has um let's see if we can not only get fans back to conventions get get fans back to wrestling as well which is like my uh, my big love yeah yeah that'd be absolutely yeah, unbelievable definitely. Um, so with your, um, when you've been in lockdown stuff then, what have you been doing with yourself to keep yourself busy? Um, what have I been doing with myself? We've got a, we, we, we started something up, which was quite fun actually. We started doing Flubber Wrestling TV. So it was almost oh, like a, a monthly TV show where we'd interview someone from the wrestling world. Um, just have a bit of a chat, similar to what I'm doing with you guys now on Zoom. So, so that's taken off. We've been doing a lot of online quizzes, keeping the social media game really, really high. Um, other than that, just just your normal everyday stuff. Uh, going for lots of walks because that's like the only thing that you can do this <laughs> yeah. year. So I've walked walked around more golf courses and park this year than I have in the previous forty years of my life. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, G good stuff. It's, it's been okay. It's been okay. Good. Wonderful. Now, obviously, we've said Monopoly Events is a huge company and hosts a massive amount of these events across the country. I was quite surprised when I went on the website to see just how many events you yeah. guys do. Yeah. It's quite shocking. Like, full of a wrestling, full of a horror. There's Liverpool, Scott, so many. But what exactly is your role in the company? Do you know, it's a great question, and it's one that I've, 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 uh, I was asking myself. I've, I've just come from the office, funnily enough, um, from, from the uh, Monopoly office. And it's one of those, I thought, I knew you'd ask that question. I thought, well, what actually is my role? I'd say first and foremost that I manage the social media for Full of Wrestling. Um, so all of the content you see on social media, Facebook, some of the Instagram stuff, all that type of stuff, uh, I manage that on a daily basis. Um, present the live shows that we do. Um, do them as well. 
um, involved in some of the guest announcements. Um, and just over the last couple, last few weeks, I've been trying to get a little bit more involved to, to see sort of how the, the booking of guests and things go. Um, and generally just a bit of a consultant. So Andy's a wrestling fan who's, who's, who's like the big boss. Um, some of the other guys involved are sort of wrestling fans. I suppose they, they see me as a bit more of sort of, someone described me as an encyclopedia the other day, which was quite, I'm sure it's a compliment. <laughs> not, not, that I'm, not, not that I'm boring and I belong on a shelf. I'm sure that's not what they meant. Um, so I suppose in a weird way, sort of social media manager stroke wrestling consultant. I don't even think wrestling consultant is a job that exists in the world. So I've given myself, yeah, I, yeah, I'm probably the first wrestling consultant in the world. So yay me. Uh, but no, social <laughs> media manager, just do bits and bobs. The, the full of a wrestling Facebook page is absolutely amazing. I love it. Some of the things you post on there that just flashbacks to when I was a kid. I love that page. So to know yeah. you run that, that's amazing. And you know what? It's, it, it's fun because it, I must, my, my wife must hate me because I, I'm like you guys. I, I, I listen to sort of quite a lot of wrestling podcasts. Um, love things like, you know, something to wrestle with and, um, Big fan of the, the Wrestler Review, which is probably a little less known one. I think it's by two Canadian comedians. If, you, if you're sort of not afraid of like a little bit of close to the bone stuff, they're fantastic. But, and I really like that sort of storytelling where they, they run through people's careers. So every time sort of something that thinks, oh, I didn't know that. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I'll literally just save a picture on my phone. And then I know somewhere down the line I need to post that on the page because it's interesting. Um, so I'd love to say it's all my content, but I just steal it all from different podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much to you all. I'm like the, the laziest social media manager in the world, just <laughs> everything. <laughs> so, how did you get even get into conventions? Then, where did it all begin for you? Um, when I was born, a small boy, obviously. Um, but no, I, <laughs> I, uh, it's really weird. Um, I've been, I've been, I've been a wrestling fan for thirty odd years. Um, now, like every wrestling fan in the world, I think I know everything. Um, that's like the first rule of wrestling club: you have to <laughs> at all times. Um, and so, a couple of years ago, um, I've, I've been collecting wrestling merchandise, um, and that's one of the other things I do for Full of Wrestling. I exhibit there as well. I've got one of the biggest collections in Europe um, of wrestling merchandise. Sort of really, really crazy stuff. I think I've got about fifty odd pay-per-view chairs and just all all sorts of stuff from like the last yeah my recent purchase was a one from wrestlemania 10 which is like the holy grail of wrestling chairs mm. um oh and wow. sorry i just picked really crazily enough on undertake i call it undertaker sunday you know survivor series sunday um somebody just somebody that week had offered me a chair from the hell in the cell when taker threw mankind off and obviously like everybody else in the country i had take a fever i was like yes i will definitely be having that thank you very much um <laughs> Well, no, I was, I've been a wrestling fan for 30 years and then I started to hear about this thing called Full of Wrestling and I was like, well, I don't really know what that is. And I realised that the, the, the first two announcements, I mean, was Ric Flair and Bret Hart. I was like, I was like, wow, that's not a bad way to, to sort of launch yourself. And then like you do, I was like, well, I, was, I not became a little bit suspicious. I was like, well, let's find out a little bit more of that. So I started just dropping them a couple of emails saying, look, I've got this wrestling collection. Um, would you be interested in me exhibiting it? And they were like, they, they, they thought it was fantastic. Sent them a few pictures. They thought it was exactly what they were looking for. Um, so I've been working with the guys, Andy and, and the rest of the, Jason and the rest of the team now for sort of two years. And um, they just seem to have a fantastic ethos. And not just at Full of Wrestling, but at all the Monopoly events, Andy's sort of ethos is by the fans, for the fans. Um, and I suppose... Again, not blowing smoke up my own backside. I'm a, I suppose I'm a perfect example of that. I've been a fan for 30 years and gradually I've been getting a little bit more involved here and there mm. with the convention I exhibit there. Um, 
Andy and Jason will ring me every now and again and go, what do you think of this guest? What do you think of this person? Look, we've been offered X, Y, and Z. Which two people should we pick? So they really, really do believe in that ethos of um, making sure that the Flubber Wrestling has the right guests. Uh, and you can see that with sort of the lineups we've had over the last, well, the lineup we had last year and the lineup we've got going forward for, for next year as well. Um, what else have we done? I'm trying to think. Oh, we did a, as well as Slover Wrestling, I'm sure you'll come on to this. We did a, an event in Germany last year with The Undertaker um, in mm. Dusseldorf called the, uh, the Undertaker Experience. And that was quite cool because I'm sure if you guys like me have grown up as wrestling fans, um, you know that the German fans have got this massive reputation of being as, almost as passionate as us. Uh, Bret Hart talks a lot about the German wrestling fans in his book and how passionate they are. So we sort of went over there because German, Germany in itself doesn't get a lot of wrestling attention or pay-per-views or conventions. So you can imagine the response when we sort of like went, yeah, we're going to bring over The Undertaker. Is that okay? Um, and then <laughs> Yeah, there, was, there was a lot of yard, yard anchor, yard anchor going on. So. <laughs> um, so no, yeah. So that's that's probably how I, how I became involved with them. I was started started as a fan, offered to exhibit, and now I sort of do a few bits and bobs for them. That's awesome. Because I said before we started, so I naturally assumed that you worked for them originally, not that you were like, "Hey, do you want to show my stuff off?" And then got along with them so well you started working with them that's really cool yeah ex exactly that and it's you know like like i say it's, it's been a great great relationship that i've built with them so much so that i've i now volunteer and, and work at their other events because I'm, I'm so sort of i'm so pleased with what they do i think it's i think it's fantastic um and of course it means you know maybe getting to hang out with the undertaker in germany which isn't the worst way to spend a weekend um no, you know, no. got to interview sort of uh, I, I, you know, like you guys, I like to tinker in sort of. I say you tinker, I like to tinker in um, podcasts. I do like my own little vlog thing that Flubber Wrestling TV. Um, so when I got to interview Eric Bischoff at the show last year, that was like just a really cool moment for me. Just sort of interviewing Eric Bischoff and just sort of chat there. And you know, as you sort of know where Eric Bischoff is and his history in media and stuff like that, that was like a, just a really cool thing to do. Um, so yeah, it's it, it, it's cool. It's been really really beneficial for me, I, and I, I try and put as much back in as I, as I get out really. My, I, that's just so awesome. I'd love to meet Eric Bischoff, but the only problem I'd have is I, all I'd think in my head when I'm talking to him is, I'm back. I just like <laughs> in my head the whole time. <laughs> that's what you do when you meet Ted DiBiase. You just sort of talk to Ted DiBiase long enough for him to laugh, and you actually realize that that million dollar man laugh is it's like pretty much his normal laugh, which is both creepy and absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so. Obviously, you've mentioned it. It's safe to say you are a massive wrestling fan. So, where did that come from? You know, I can pinpoint the the, the day as well. I, I was I, I remember coming in um, on a Saturday. We were one of the. Uh, it was, I'm talking. It must be eight. It must be eighteen eighty nine. So the year is eighty nine, and it's just when Sky BSB had just sort of started to get really big in this country. Um, and they used to have like superstar. I think it was superstars of wrestling on on a Saturday on Sky One, uh, wrestling challenge on a Sunday on Sky One, and they had, used to get the odd main event on a, on a Saturday night as well on maybe you're a sports guy sport this is back in the day when they used to show the pay-per-views on sky movies this is like proper long long time ago um and i remember just flicking over to sky one one day and i remember it, it, was, it, was, it was like a big big boss man against barry horowitz on wrestling challenge uh and i was like what in the hell is this uh <laughs> like it, I, I was I, I was a big gamer growing up as well so you know i loved the turtles and i'm like it, it was almost that moment when you first play like turtles on the nes you're just like what in god's name this and like you just become so obsessive over it um very quickly and i think almost my first pay-per-view um not long after 
was um, SummerSlam 90. And like SummerSlam 90, just as a pay-per-view in itself, um, they, they started building SummerSlam 90 probably in about January 1990, some of the feuds. Obviously, you had the big earthquake versus Hogan thing and Hogan disappearing after he got crushed on uh, Brother Love show. It was like so many other amazing feuds. You had the, the, uh, I think it was probably the, my first oh my God moment when I realised I was going to be a fan for life was the uh, Texas Tornado against Mr. Perfect match at SummerSlam oh, 90. Yes. And I was just like, and it, that was like my first OMG moment. I was just like, my good God. And I knew from then. And then I think they followed it up like a couple of matches later with the Heart Foundation against Demolition, the best mm. out of two, three falls. I mean, it, yeah, the, 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 Eve, I mean, don't get me wrong. Rick Rude made... Um, the Ultimate Warrior actually looked like he could wrestle at that, that particular pay-per-view. <laughs> from, from start to finish, it's just one of the most perfect pay-per-views. And, and like now, when you watch wrestling now, it'll get to the headline match and they'll probably put on like a, a three or four minute promo just telling you everything that's happened over the last six months. That, that pay-per-view, you had one of those promos for every single match. And that's, that's when back, wrestling was back to sort of long-term storytelling. So yeah, um, that's, that, that's probably really how long and I've never looked back since. Incredible. I, it is in a wonderful event. I had that on VHS when I was a kid. I love yeah. that event. I can still picture the cover in my head of the four blocks. And yeah, that's it. Incredible. That's the yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So you, you mentioned about like you showing your collection off at the first for the love of wrestling. Was that the first convention where you showed your collection off, or have you done other events? Yeah, well, no, that's that's the first one to be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. The, the wrestling wrestling conventions um, in this country haven't had the best reputation, and I just mean like just some of them got announced and then didn't go ahead. Some of them were they happened once and then didn't go didn't happen again, and it just it, it was very much stop and start. I don't really feel I don't really feel like Europe's ever had like a proper, really well established um, wrestling convention. Uh, Whereas Flover Wrestling is obviously becoming that very, very, very quickly. Um, no, so it was my first, to be honest, was it my first? No, because WrestleMania was before. So my f I went to um, New York for Mania last year, did WrestleCon over the weekend. Uh, so that's not a bad place to start as a, as a wrestling convention. That's a really, really cool place. Um, and then came back and did, did Flover Wrestling over here. Um, for me, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm completely biased, um, some people will obviously say wrestling cons, res, uh, wrestle cons better because it's got hundred and odd guests. Um, but I think for me, as much as I love WrestleCon and I got to meet Jake the Snake, who's like probably one of my all-time heroes, um, love of wrestling offers so much more. Of course, you've got your meet and greets, but you've also got live wrestling shows, but you've also got exhibits. Uh, for Love of Wrestling also has prop builds. Um, so we're going to have a Firefire Funhouse um, next year. This year we had Money in the Bank and we had the old um, main event um, uh, prop build as well. Um, there's also Q&As. So every single guest that comes to For Love of Wrestling, um, unless for any reason they can't do like The Undertaker couldn't do one, um, Every guest that comes to Full of Wrestling, they're interviewed um, in a wrestling ring in the middle of the in the middle of the convention, um, and that's completely free. So you almost, if you get yourself a weekend ticket, you can almost watch twenty to thirty wrestlers do an hour Q and A, and it's completely free and included with your, um, you know, with, with your ticket price. Some people just literally just come and pay, and they just sit there for a weekend, and they absolutely have the time of their lives. So for me. As I loved WrestleCon. I really, really did. I got to meet Jake the Snake, um, quite a few other guys as well. Um, uh, Scarlet Bordeaux got to meet at WrestleCon. If you're familiar with Scarlet Bordeaux, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a that was a that was a that was one ticked off the list. Wanted to meet Scarlet for ages. Um, but no, I think Flover Wrestling just offers. I think Flover Wrestling for me 
um, he's the best, the best in the world at the moment. That's why I'm so. That's why I enjoy it so much. Do you think it's better because um, it's not like you're not jam packing so many people into one? So it's more. You obviously don't have the variety of people, but how do I explain it? Like um, you say, restaurants got like a hundred guests or so. Yeah. Whereas obviously you get about 20 to 30 people. I think that's better because it's, you're not like, oh, there's this person and there's this person and I'm, and I've got them there and then I've got them here. Whereas yeah, you just no, go, yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Uh, WrestleCon does get, and I loved I, if, when I go back to Mania, because I'll be going back to Ma the next Mania, um, certainly when I go there again, I will definitely go to WrestleCon because for me, WrestleCon appeals to me more than access. I, I still class myself as a golden era fan. If you know that, yeah, yeah. that for me is the peak era. Um, uh, so I will definitely go to WrestleCon again. I loved it, but you know, yes, they, I've got a hundred odd guests there, but some of the guests are people like um, the Kiss Demon and. Um, you know, you know, people like so. There are a hundred odd guests there. How many, many of them you would class as like really top rated, um, like wrestling guests? I don't know. Um, yeah. Whereas, and that's pretty much it. And like you, you I remember walking around and you know, having a chat with like Greg Lehman Valentine and then Coco Beware and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people just sort of around, just stood doing nothing. And that always makes me feel a bit uncomfortable at conventions. Mm. Um, whereas I think to love a wrestling, they try and book the best guests and you know they'll, they'll they'll get as many as they you know they can but the guests that they think everyone's going to be really really interested in for the whole weekend um so yeah i think and, and there's so much more going on as well um uh, and it's it's so family orientated as well so like i say some some people buy an entry ticket they come in they plunk themselves down they watch 10 10 q a's uh, on the saturday then they come back sunday they do exactly the same and they have the absolute time of their lives and Again, just because Full of Wrestling is thought outside of the box, they don't just get Ric Flair on stage and interview him and then get Kevin Nash. Last year, we had um, a golden era uh, Q&A. So it was like uh, DiBiase and Virgil, Brutus, Marty Gennetti and Bret Hart on the Saturday. Obviously, the place was jam-packed for that one. Um, and then on Sunday, for me, it was probably the best Q&A I saw was um, the WCW one. So it was Bischoff, The Outsiders, um, Flair, Booker T. Um, they did one as well. So, and again, that was one that was that was absolutely jam packed. So, you would for me that that WCW, I'd pay good money to just go and watch that alone to get that for free mm. when I've entered a convention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just it's just like crazy. Like I say, with the exhibitions, there's cosplay competitions, there's loads of stalls selling like merchandise and wrestling stuff. It's, I think, the way Andy wants it to be. Next year, we're moving to it was on two days this year. Sorry, two days last year. Next year it's moving to three days because we have a wrestling. We're going to have a wrestling show on the Friday night, put on by the lovely guys at TNT Extreme. Yeah. And then on the Saturday night we're going to have uh, Future Shock doing a wrestling show um, as oh. well. So the long-term plan is, I imagine, like a festival of wrestling. Do you know what oh, I mean? Just a three-day festival of wrestling. That's that to would me, be insane. Yeah, Don't make everyone's that, so happy. <laughs> that, 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 exactly. You just go there, and it's a lot of work, but you just—it's it, so nice to just be around 15,000 wrestling fans for the weekend because they're all in like having the best time of their life. They're all meeting the heroes and you just sort of, you know, you have the time of your life for three days and then you walk away from it. Just you're on top of the world for weeks because you just, you just had such an enjoyable time and just so much positivity around the place. And you get to meet, so he was an amazing guest last year. Um, and I have got a tendency to waffle. So please just tell me to shut the hell up when you, yeah, when nope. you please continue. Uh, People really surprise you. Like Bischoff really surprised me. How just like um, just how, how nice and well mannered and how like, inviting he was for a conversation. But Rob Van Dam, like I just I don't know what I expected from Rob Van Dam. I thought it'd be cool, 
but I thought he might be in character, but he's like the sweetest, nicest guy in the world who just, I saw him spending like about 15 minutes with one old lady who brought her daughter with him just so they could like, cause she was a big Rob Dad, Van Damme fan. And then I took over one of the, uh, like the one night only chair, you know, when he fought Cena, uh, he beat yes. Cena. Um, so I took over my chair from there and we had a chat about them. He said, he's got a couple in his garage. He just, he was just, he spent like minimum of three or four minutes with every single person. Cause they knew some of those people would come to meet Rob Van Damme and you just, you meet people like that and you think, Jesus Christ, you're just such a gentleman. It makes it all worthwhile. Um, oh, we'll talk about the WWE Superstars event as well in a minute. Um, cause that's not, are you guys familiar with that event? Yeah. Yeah. When you do the signing events and they come over to yeah. the- yes. Uh, yes, no, yes, no, yes, yes. So we did that. So when the WWE tour now in the UK, we've, we've only done it once to be fair, but they've only toured once in the UK. We now do a monopoly, now do another event called WWE superstars. Um, so that was amazing. Last year we got 12 of the WWE's finest, um, over. So we had, um, we had the Bullet Club with uh, Anderson and Gallows and AJ Styles. Um, who else did we have? Um, Bray Wyatt. Kevin Owens part of Bray, Wyatt, Bray Wyatt we had over there as well. Um, we kept Kevin Owens we got there as well. We had Drew McIntyre as well, Sasha Banks over there as well. Of course, we had Seth Rollins and Becky there as well. Um, so, I mean, it's not a bad lineup, um, you know, in, in, in sort of to, to, to have as well. So... It just seems to be going from strength to strength and like the uk wrestling scene as a whole seems to be growing at a rate of absolute knots um and i'm not sure if you guys caught the uh the documentary called uh is it step into wrestling uh by you know page her brother he made oh, okay. it recently step into the ring sorry it was called uh so he's made it he's made a series of documentaries with bbc they're on iplayer at the moment called step into the ring and it's, it's a really great documentary series but the uk wrestling scene's never been bigger and long 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 may it continue no, it's a, the UK scene is incredible at the minute. And I yeah. think that has brought a lot of fans to the forefront. So things like For the Love of Wrestling can happen. Yeah. Because it's yeah. not so much of a, I sit in my house, I watch WWE, and I don't mention it when I go outside. <laughs> well, exactly. Being a wrestling fan used to be a dirty little secret in the corner of the playground, isn't it? Yeah. It's like yeah. everything, like convention scenes as a whole, like call it geek chic, call it whatever you like. Conventions are cool now, and it's fantastic that we're, that we're here to witness that. Yeah, really is. absolutely agree. So, have you had any like, um, for example, next year? Obviously, you've got Shawn Michaels, which is just blowing my <laughs> mind. <laughs> so, I am going to be there for Shawn. But do you have any like contractual? Because obviously, he works with NXT at the moment, doesn't he? So, um, and it's got Jeff Hardy as well. Is there have there been any issues like contract wise of whether they're still under contract with WWE at all? Well, no, and this is the thing. The reason why Monopoly events guest list look like it does is because Monopoly and WWE work together. Oh, okay. Relationship. So the under the Undertaker event that was in Dusseldorf last year that was that was with the WWE as well and the Undertaker and everything else. So um, no, so yeah, you've mentioned it there. I mean, we're waiting for every obviously because the dates have now changed and Corona's all up in the air. We are waiting yeah. for every other guest to, to sort of reconfirm as such. But the lineup at the moment, the five that are the five that have hundred percent reconfirmed are JBL, Jeff Hardy, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, and Trish Stratus. I mean, it's not a bad five to start off with, that is it? That's good to say. Can't argue for them five originally. No. no. <laughs> um, but I mean, the, the guys that we're waiting for to confirm are people like the Dudley Boys, Demolition, Tori Wilson um on there as well i mean the the list goes on and on and on of just it's, it's a phenomenal lineup that they've got planned for next year so obviously last year was the first for the love of wrestling event yeah um and what a lineup there was that year it is insane i was yeah. gutted i was gutted i couldn't make it i really was 
if there's people listening to this who you know they they don't know much about the convention never can you just give us a reminder who, what was there last year who was there Oh, so the lineup last year was was absolutely crazy. I mean, it's it, it's sort of one of those lineups that was a little bit difficult to believe. It was it was actually as good as it was. Um, so the guests that you're talking about last year um, um, were. I'll just give you a bit of a rundown. Apologies. I, I'm at, well, I've got a list here, so I'll give you them all. We had Pete Dunn, who came over from um, from NXT for us. Um, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, um, Scott Hall, um, Ted DiBiase, um, Marty Jannetty. Uh, Sid Justice, um, RVD, Virgil, Brawler, uh, Eric Bischoff, um, Kevin Nash, um, Tennille uh, came over, uh, Summer Rae, Jimmy Hart, Kelly Kelly, Booker T, Christian, Bret Hart, Ric Flair, Letha, Chris Jericho, Brutes the Barber Beefcake, and some guy called The Undertaker. So, I mean, it was all right. So, for, and keep in mind what, as I, what I just said, the first event. The first one, yeah. <laughs> A bit sort of not like oh it's our tenth year let's go all out yeah yeah the first one. <laughs> what I mean when when they launched it when they launched it with Bret Hart and Ric Flair I was like what what is this <laughs> how do involved in this I'm not gonna the cynic in when I first saw it announced I was like the first convention and they got these two names to start off this can't be real this has got to be a yeah. scam it's not right no way no exactly I, just, I think it sort of felt I think that's half the reason I sent the email to try and find out a little bit more I was like. Cause I'm, I'm, my guy's Bret Hart, my, like pretty much since um, SummerSlam 90, Bret Hart's always been my guy. Um, so when I knew Bret Hart was coming over, I was like, I think that's what, one of the reasons I was like, surely I would have heard about it if Bret Hart was coming over. You know, like, because, you know, I pretend we're really best mates, but, but like the guy doesn't have who I am. <laughs> he would have texted me to let me know he was booked. But no, he's, uh, <laughs> but he's no so that, that was half the thing. But yeah, I mean... And then you started announcing The Undertaker and like, that was it then. Even people who were fully on board with the idea, when, when The Undertaker got announced, they were like, no, this is a total scam. Undertaker doesn't do conventions. He's certainly not coming to the UK to do a convention. Um, but obviously they had the Monopoly work very well with Inside the Ropes. I'm sure you guys are familiar with them yeah, as well. Yeah. So he came over and worked with us and then did, did, a, did an Inside the Ropes tour as well with Kenny and the guys. Um, so yeah, was, last year was just phenomenal. And they said they, they said they couldn't beat it this year, but I mean, Jeff Hardy just just hasn't done a convention over here ever. I mean, who in the hell doesn't want to meet Trish Stratus, um, <laughs> Shawn Michaels? I mean, Kurt Angle, Jay. I mean, I don't know what they do next year. This is the problem, like the year after and the year after, um, because to keep making it this big, they keep coming up with crazy ideas. But no, the the, the lineups are absolutely phenomenal. So you mentioned the uh, Dusseldorf tour with the Undertaker for the weekend. How did you? Did they ask you to do that, or did you go? Did you have to fight for it, like fight to the death, or draw straws? Um, How was? <laughs> no, and I think sometimes this is why, like um, Andy, Andy lets me do some work from. I think I just pecked the head in until they let, until they sort of. Like, <laughs> I just, I just sort of mentioned that, no. So I, I, I literally said to Andy last year, look, you're going over. I know, I know, he obviously has uh, volunteers at all his conventions. Um, I said, do you need volunteers over there? He said, "Why well, are you going to be in Dusseldorf at the time? I said, well, I certainly can be. So, um, yeah, I just bought my flights, went over there and uh, got to work with The Undertaker for the weekend and sort of hang out with him, go to a few bars with him, which is in itself one of the craziest things that you could... I mean, <laughs> if, you've ever tried to get, if you've ever tried to explain to a, a doorman in a German discotheque at one o'clock in the morning that it isn't a tribute act and it is actually The Undertaker, uh, <laughs> it's... I mean, like, one of the most surreal moments I've ever had in my life, and he's going. I was like, I was like, he's like six foot ten. I was like, 
like he's not a tribute act like tribute the undertaker tribute acts are like six four six five um but yeah it's it weird surreal um phenomenal and um i can't thank monopoly events enough for letting me do that it was it was so cool so much fun wasn't kane there as well no kane was meant to be there um okay. but he had, he, he had some mayoral business and, and he missed his flight um <sighs> I know, right? I mean, like, wants to be mayor, but can't even catch a fly. What's that about? <laughs> Who says Knox County is more important? Jesus. I know, exactly. So, no, he was he was meant to be there, um, but didn't come. Um, but I'll tell you what, there's, 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 there's a pro and a con to that. Um, the, the con was obviously that, that, that people didn't get their Brothers of Destruction picture, which a lot of people had come for. However, as to, as to, to, to apologise for that, Undertaker did his first ever um q a panel so he actually took questions from the audience and in his 30-year career he had never done that um and to actually be sat there and for him to answer it as mark calloway rather than the undertaker to see his first ever q a i was just like blown away obviously the the, the one like there was like 99 people with the hands up and 98 wanted to ask about the streak so that question came straight out around you know was 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 it was it his idea or not and he was he was very honest and said that he, you know, he, he, and it's the first time I think he's ever confirmed it. He said he wanted to, uh, if it was his decision, um, he would have preferred to, to retire with the streak intact. He was very proud of it. Um, however, he wanted to do what was best for business. And I mean, I mean, any, anybody that was disappointed about Kane not being there very, very, very quickly forgot about that because they knew they were seeing something completely unique and something that, that money can't buy because he wasn't meant to do that. That's not what people were paying for. So yeah, it was a really special weekend for for a lot of reasons. That's amazing. Did you want the street to break or not? Did I not? No, I think it was. I think it was almost the um, the last, the last, um, the last true good and honest thing that we had of yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the golden era remaining. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Ric Flair and Terry Funk have got about 18 retirement matches left in them, uh, but. <laughs> For me, for me, no. I thought I, th I thought he'd earned it, but then again, there's also the argument as by coming back every year, you're making your boss make the decision. So maybe if at 20 and old he'd gone, do you know what? If I retire now, I can retire with the greatest WrestleMania streak ever. Every time he came back after that, you're giving Vince McMahon a decision. So yeah, I, I, you know, if you I don't know if you guys have watched that last ride documentary. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just outstanding. Yeah. Um, he talks about it there, and it almost seems like he was all after that Triple H match in the, in the Hell in a Cell, WrestleMania <sighs> twenty eight or something. I think it was. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. a bit later than that. It almost seemed like after that he was he was looking for that moment, and you're never going to get to that moment again. Um, and I think he sort of chased it. And I mean, the Brock Lesnar match was crap anyway, but th that was no way to end the streak. Um, and then obviously the Roman Reigns match for me. I don't think any match after the Triple H Hell in a Cell, I don't think that added anything. Even if he'd got to no. 35 and 0 or 40, you know, I think we'd seen them. I mean, he peaked at, you know, WrestleMania 25 with Shawn yes. Michaels. I mean, that, that, that's, that's what he wanted, wasn't it? That, he wanted to go out on a match like that yeah. and it weren't going to happen. No, and his body wasn't in, in a condition to put on a match like that. So was it, you know, was it short-sighted on his part? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, but like, he, you know, he, but it's up to him. He, he gets to make decisions. And it's even like now people saying, oh, he should have retired years ago. He's, he's, earned, he's earned retiring when he wants to retire. Do you know what I mean? You know, um, and he, you know, he, if we have to sit through another 17 super shows, um, then he's earned that. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. And, and do you know what? Really, really strangely is I think he was always looking for that 
that moment in the ring. And I think what the last ride documentary series gave him was almost that, that final moment, that really, really wonderful yeah. moment, as well as the, um, the Boneyard match as well, which was very cool. It was different. It was, it was very memorable. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be thinking we'll, we'll talk about that for years to come. I think I would have liked to have seen him fight AJ one on one just normally. I think yeah. that would have been. I think that would have been another classic, personally. But like I said, his body and his age now is starting to slowly catch up to him. So I think I think he's gone at the right time. But like the documentary was absolutely phenomenal. It was one. It was wonderful. And, and they, when they brought out the the, the the other two documentaries as well. The, oh, the one. I'm a grown man, but I don't mind it. The Paul Bearer one did bring a tear to my eye that I watched over The Undertaker weekend. Um, I think it is literally called the Paul Bearer documentary, which is absolutely amazing. And then the Brothers of Destruction one as well, which is almost just like them two sat opposite each other, having sort of like a 45-minute conversation. Um, but yet, for me, and I know there's a little bit of a downer on wrestling this year. Everyone's going, oh, wrestling's been crap this year, no crowds. I think it's forced a lot of wrestling companies to think a bit differently. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would have got cinematic matches before. Um, and I think, no, if there's one thing that's come out of WWE this year as a complete success, it's their documentaries. Um, they've been mm-hmm. absolutely outstanding. Even after, I watched the Drew, Drew McIntyre, uh, twenty, I think it was the 24 one, um, after SummerSlam or something like that. And even that one, it was brilliantly done. The, the, their documentary game is, is absolutely amazing at the moment. Um, so, again, it's things you can take as positive. And, and do you know what? The, the AEW situation, I mean, we can probably talk about, you know, Sting, reti- Sting coming back out of retirement the, the week after sort of take a, going into retirement. That's a, that's a bit of a weird one. But AEW, I think, on a weekly... If, if I've got a... I've watched both shows over the course of this year. Personally, I think AEW have put out a better TV product. I, I, personally, it's kept me a lot more interested. Uh, but I think that's because... AEW are trying to are trying to trying to squeeze everything that they've got into two hours of TV, whereas WWE are trying to squeeze everything they've got into about seventeen hours of TV. <laughs> yeah. There's just absolutely no reason for WWE Raw to be three hours long. Nope. You, 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 sometimes you sit there going, "Oh Christ, not again!" Whereas you look for two hours is manageable. It's like a football match in it two hours, so you know yeah. it's, it's very very manageable. But for me, no, AEW has been a huge success this year. Loved watching it. Um, I can't wait to see what happens moving forward. Butcher, Butcher and the Blade, for me, um, just stand out. I know, I know the AEW's tag team division is very good anyway, but for me, they, they, they've really caught my eye this year, the Butcher and the Blade. They've got some phenomenal talent on there, to be fair. Really some have. people I've never heard of, and then other people that have gone, you might have heard of him before, but look what I can do. Look what yeah. I can really do. And these people... Yeah, go on, sorry. I was going to say, it's been phenomenal. And the one that stood out for me the most is um, Luchasaurus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. are absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have been absolutely, they're absolutely fantastic. MGF as well. Now, I know everybody's saying that MGF is, is, is you know, he's just a Miz ripoff. But then you could argue that, well, is Miz just a bit of a Mr. Perfect ripoff? Is Mr. Perfect a bit of a Ravishing Rick Rude ripoff? It goes back, and it all goes back to sort of Playboy Buddy Rose and like, you know, Adrian Adonis and those type of people. I mean, that arrogance gimmick's been around, you know, longer than a wrestling ring. So <laughs> everybody's always copying somebody, aren't they? You know, taking a So, but no, MGF for me, I think he's, He's entertaining, um, and that I'm, I'm a Family Guy fan, um, um, so I like Family Guy and that dance routine MJF and Jericho did. It just reminds <laughs> me of those sketches that like Peter and um, Peter and Stewie used to do, and like or Peter and Brian used to do. So it cracked me up. I loved it, and they've been. I was reading yesterday that that MJF and um, Chris Jericho dance sketch has actually been put up by the New York Post for like a nomination of one of the best performances of the year. 
So that's cool. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that, that's really cool. So yeah, going, going it's strangest things to put again. It's something that we wouldn't had. I don't think they would have done it if we had crowds. So it's this year's forced forced everybody to think differently, which is a good thing. Yeah, I lo- what I love as well about Chris Jericho is that he never he always seems to smash out the park with every single character he has. Yeah, you know he's at what fifty years old now, and he's still just absolutely killing it. And I think WWE missed a massive beat letting him go. Really do. You've sort of got to look at Chris Jericho and go, what's he done recently? The man got a clipboard over. The man got a clipboard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's one of those my favourite. Yeah, you've seen some people have great gimmicks that perhaps haven't worked. Uh, maybe like the narcissist Lex Luger. That, that, in the right hands, that's a gimmick that should have worked. Uh, but Lex just wasn't up to the job. Whereas Chris Jericho can get a clipboard over. I mean, the man is... And, and, it, and I think this is where... I, I hope further down the line we do really give Chris Jericho the credit he deserves. He's, he was never really the guy in, anywhere he's been. Um, and perhaps he doesn't get held up there. With the Shawn Michaels, with the Bret Hart, the Takers, the Hogans, the the Flairs, but he, he deserves to be in that conversation. Definitely, Definitely. absolutely agree with you. So, do you get involved in any of the other conventions then, bar the wrestling side? So, like Comic Con Liverpool or Scotland or anything like that at all? Um, yeah, like I said, I, uh, I volunteer as, as many of them as as possible. Um, I, I like to, I, I like to keep me, me nosing because I like to know what guests are being booked. Um, from, like I said, I've just come from the office now, and we've been doing a lot of work on um, getting all of the merch from previous conventions. So um, today I've been looking at all the merch signed by like Danny Trejo at the For Love of Horror stuff, um, loads of Brian Blessed stuff and like the Flash Gordon stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I like to volunteer at the professional. For Love of Wrestling's like my place that's what that's yeah. that's where i fit in but no i, I volunteer at all, all the other events um when i can like i said got to to work with um uh, the american pie guys these this 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 year which was so so cool um and like you know the guy who plays the shermanator you know like the uh the headed lad like he <laughs> again he was just like the sweetest guy in the world and um they, they, they were all really 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 nice um so that was just an absolute pleasure and to I'm a, I'm a Hobbit, Hobbit fan and Lord of the Rings fan, so meeting Elijah Wood was really cool as well. And the guys, Peter Weller, I forget the other gentleman's name, the guys who did the voices for Optimus Prime and um, Megatron as well, they were there. Um, so oh. getting to meet them as well. Um, and what was really interesting is, I'm not sure if you guys are, are Transformers fans, uh, but he let a secret out at Fluver uh, Comic Con this year, and he said that, um, as he told us, which I thought, but he, I sort of like buzzed off it for a few days afterwards, that he did the, the same voice for Soundwave in um, Transformers. He used the exact same voice for Soundwave in Transformers as he does as the claw in Inspector Gadget, the cartoon. And it's just, I love little things like that. You know, just like little t- little tidbits and little facts. That's, that's amazing. That's an amazing little fact, isn't it? Yeah, I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, I think, yeah. I'm just yeah. thinking about it, yeah. When you're a kid, though, you don't realise that's the same person. No, no, do you? How can he does? He, he does. I think he does voices for Scooby Doo, and he does voices for all sorts. When you oh, see, like, yeah, yeah, he does absolutely everything. Um, but it was great to do them, and you know the, um, you know at the end of. I think it's the end of the second Transformers movie when when Megatron and Prime are arguing, and Prime and Optimus Prime says he won't harm the humans, and goes into that that spiel about humanity and all that sort of stuff. He did that live on stage, that entire speech, and honestly, I. The way it had, they had screens all around the around the conventions, and then all of the Q and As for that that particular convention were going on upstairs in like the uh, the auditorium. And honestly, the whole convention just came to a stop. Everything just stopped, 
and this oh, and Peter Waller doing that doing that speech. It was incredible because even even all the guests. So I was sat there um, with you know like Nadia from American Pie, the foreign girl who you know yeah, yes uh, yes. Oh, so yeah. I was I was looking after her for the weekend with the guy. The whole convention just stopped and everybody just started just screened it and it was it was almost like this incredible moment that again nobody expected nobody turned up for that and it was almost like everybody experienced it at the same time and literally after that after that you just saw a massive spring in everybody's step everybody was automatically having one of the best days of their life so that's that's why i volunteer at these conventions that's what they're about it's incredible so we're talking about for the love of wrestling yeah how much work goes into these shows like, oh god obviously you're i'd assume you're helping organizing next year's event so how much goes into with the guests and the props and all that sort of stuff how long does it take well it's i'd imagine seeing what i've seen so far i'd imagine every convention probably takes 18 months to organize so you know before last year's full of wrestling happened they were all already organizing this year's um whether that be because obviously and obviously wrestlers guess wrestlers calendars get full very very quickly the big names get full very very quickly uh, but a lot of the sort of stuff as well i imagine you've got you've got you've got to hire a lot of the equipment to, to put these conventions on um mm. which gets booked so it's a phenomenal amount of work um that andy and all of his team put in to put these conventions on and the fact that they're able to put on sort of eight to ten conventions a year is absolutely mind-blowing um yeah. I, I don't know where i'd start with one um, <laughs> I just be like, you know, someone will come to my convention. No, okay, that's a little bit. So I don't, I don't know how did, but you know, I think it's, and Andy, Andy will admit this by. It was funny enough. I was talking to him the other day about um, like how I was looking through some of the old, old, old pictures that he's got around the office and how the quality of some of the pictures have improved. And he says, and he was saying like, you know. He learns as he's going along as well. You know, he, he'll, he'll know to, 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 you know, to use a certain quality of paper to doing things. He'll know to use certain guests. And like for Love of Wrestling last year, um, the lineup this year, um, for me as a wrestling fan, it, it looks slightly different. I think last year there was, there was guests, wrestling guests from perhaps that a lot of people weren't interested in. And I won't mention any names, but all the way up until The Undertaker. This year, I think what they've tried to do is is sort of increase the mean quality, if you know what I mean. Sort of. Mm -hmm. So I think that the, the you know even the the, the sort of um, there's a lot more balance I think gone in. So that all of the guests should interest everybody that's coming uh, this year. But um, no, it's it's a phenomenal amount of work. Um, luckily, they've got a great relationship with a lot of the venues. Um, Full of wrestling's at Liverpool Exhibition Centre. One of the guys that works with on the team is, is very heavily involved in, in that place as well. So they've got a great relationship, great relationship with them. Um, great relationship with the WWE as well, which helps things, I imagine. So, no, it's, it, it, I don't know how he does it. I've got no idea how he does it. Uh, but then the man never sleeps. Um, I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> um, I, get, I get emails from him at all times of day and night. So I don't think he ever sleeps. Um, but, I mean, he just, he just puts his heart and soul into it. But first and foremost, he's a fan. Um, you know, I've, mm. I've been in Andy's office quite a few times and I've worked with Andy for, for a while now. And, you know, he's got, he's, you know, he's got, you know, figures himself. He collects like Star Wars figures and wrestling bits and this, that, and the other. He's, he's a fan and he's, and Andy's very, very much been on the other side of the table. Um, and that's why he's able to put on the best conventions in the world, because I think he sees it through the eyes of, well, if I was going to full of a wrestling today, what would I want to see rather than right okay well what's going to make me money today sort of thing he's he's got that balance absolutely spot on um which is which is why it appeals to so many people um as well uh, i think 
so with the whole covid issue then mm. i imagine they're just gonna have to because are the guests quite close together there's like table table like pretty much and you have lines going towards them or well, I suppose, I suppose the problem is that it's at the Liverpool Exhibition Centre and it's massive. Um, and I think it's probably used about half of it so far. So okay. if it meant putting the guests 20 metres apart, that's not a problem at all. Yeah, Maybe, yeah, yeah. I will be honest, I've seen... Um, um, I've seen some meeting groups. There has been this year, not with Flover S or Monopoly events, I'll make that very clear, but there has been some other companies have tried to put on meetings and greets um, this year. The biggest problem is not about having the guests separated. It's, it's how do you, in a COVID environment, um, give that that five-star experience that that person is paying for. Yeah. Uh, and just the most simple thing is, okay, yeah, it's going to be fantastic to meet Trish Stratus, um, but I don't want to be five meters away from Trish Stratus when I meet her. Um, do you know what I mean? Or, or Sean Michael. So the first and foremost thing, that the biggest question for the convention scene this year is, is it possible for people to have pictures together? It sounds yeah. like a really simple question, but it's a question that's put people off. Um, and Andy's obviously made the decision that, uh, I think for Andy, and I think he, he's done a couple of live shows talking about it. For him, I think it was always, Monopoly has a certain standard. If I can't provide that standard, then I won't go ahead with the event because mm -hmm. it's, it's not fair to the people that are attending um, and it's not fair to the guests. So Andy's standards are very, very, very high. Um, and if he can't meet those standards, you know, he won't put an event on, which is, which is fantastic because you've got that peace of mind when you go to one of his events um, that you're going you're gonna to get a certain experience. I saw a horrific photo uh, about three or, four, three or four weeks ago and somebody had put on a meet and greet with um, Richard Ayoade. I'm not sure you know from the uh, yep. IT. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, all that stuff. I love Richard Ayoade, travel man as well. He's done all those sorts of things. Um, and Richard was sort of, let's say, if, he must have done a meet and greet or something like that. And they were doing selfies. And he was about three or four meters behind this person doing a selfie. And he said, oh, yeah, there was, was a meet and greet with Richard Ayoade or something. I was like, who in the hell's paid for that? And like the picture looked absolutely horrific. And maybe he's done it because he wanted to, maybe it's for charity, I don't know, but yeah. that's, that's not a picture. Uh, uh, that's not a picture I would ever want. Um, it was like a head just here. <laughs> it was, he was, it, it was like, it was like, do you know like that Father Ted thing? It was like, is Richard, Richard O'Reilly really small or is he just really <laughs> far away? No, Dougal, no, Dougal. <laughs> and he was just, he was like, oh, I was like, he's, Lincoln, yeah, so Richard Ayoade somewhere off in the distance waving. Uh, mm. It's almost like someone trying to take a cheeky photo rather than an actual selfie. You know, yeah. the thing where you're trying to go like... It was. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah, it looked a little bit like that. You know, it was sort of one of the guys, someone doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen pictures of people doing meet and greets in the States because obviously they're not paying attention to the rules half-time. Well, you know, they're taking pictures together, but they've both got face masks on. Yes. I've got a picture yeah. of a celebrity. I don't want to see their eyes. I want a picture of the celebrity. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was, um, I think it was Jerry Lawler's, was it Jerry Lawler's 50th year in wrestling? And so they had a convent, they, they did, a, they had a big wrestling show weekend um, with loads of meet and greets. And, and, and um, Lex Luger, who's very ill, he was there doing a meet and greet with all of his fans, hugging each other and everything. So Lex Luger, who's very, very ill anyway, seemed to see no problem with that. Um, so, it, it was absolutely crazy. I just think that, you know, the whole of the US, like they always do in the US, they just make people, they, nobody's interested in the truth. They just want to make people choose sides very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, and everybody has to be like very extreme one way or the other. Um, but some of the pictures I've seen from America is absolutely insanity. Chris Jericho, to be fair to him, Chris Jericho put on a, put a, uh, um, a concert on for like 50,000 people or something. And you just yeah, I, tried to, I tried to forget that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he did his cruise this year, did he? I don't think he no, did. No, he cancelled the cruise. No. He cancelled the cruise. Um, that's that's something I've not done. I'd love to do the Chris Jericho cruise. That's that, that must be great fun. Yeah. So with last year's event, before we move on to talk about next year's, what are some of your personal highlights? What are some of your favourite moments in there? Oh, so so personal highlights um, over the last year. Um, first WrestleMania last year. That was obviously a big highlight. Getting to meet Jake the Snake, that was a big one. But regards to the, the Monopoly stuff, um, well, I've a part. Well, a lot of my exhibit, I won't say a lot of it. A lot of my exhibit is made up of Bret Hart stuff. Um, been a big Bret Hart fan for thirty years, um, so I always put up like almost like one corner of my exhibit. Um, I always sort of dedicate to Bret Hart, including like a signed Hart Foundation singlet with Night Hart. Jimmy Hart and him on there. A little bit of Owen and Owen and Brett stuff. Um, the WrestleMania 13 chair signed by Brett. Uh, WrestleMania, you know, all those sorts of things. So there's always one corner of mine, and um, and Brett came over to have a look at it and have a chat with me and stuff like that. And I was just like, yeah, this is this this, this is going to take some beating. So that for me was That's amazing. That was a pretty much a personal highlight. We had a little chat together, took a couple of pics. Um, working with the undertaker in germany was just i mean it's, it's just crazy isn't it i mean like yeah. that's 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 not something that should be happening um <laughs> to anybody really and just in just in being such a cool laid-back guy i mean like he's not there's obviously he's undertaker as a character but him just being just genuinely cool and just very nice and also just frightening at the same time he's, he's like he's quite softly spoken he's very very kind he's very very warm but he's got that air of please don't get on the wrong side of me um at the same time you know so i mean <laughs> yeah. um luckily i'm a luckily i follow a bit of american football as well so we had a bit of a chat about that and uh yeah he's just a lovely lovely warm guy so but i mean getting to work with the undertaker for for any wrestling fans a dream come true isn't it yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, when you mentioned to me you did that in our email, I was like, oh, I don't like you very much anymore. <laughs> I haven't spoken to you yet, don't like you anymore. That was very, very cool, very enjoyable. So, obviously, moving on to next year, because obviously due to COVID, this year's event got cancelled. And what a lineup again for next year. Yeah. It is incredible. So, again, like I did with last year's, let people know what sort of things they can expect for next year's event. Right. Well, I think um, next year's event. Well, I think one of the things you're going to get from next year's event that you didn't get this year is the is the Friday night wrestling show. Um, so our friends TNT Extreme, um, they're going to be putting on a, a wrestling show on the Friday night. So, what better way to open up the weekend than get sort of six to six to seven hundred wrestling fans in a bar? Um, all watching some amazing wrestling for the for, for the weekend. So that's going to be the way that the um, the weekend opens. On the Saturday, we've obviously got the main convention, and I'll I'll talk you through some of the lineup in a minute. The Saturday night, we've got um, Future Shock putting on a a wrestling show again um, in the in the same venue. So yeah, you you don't pay anything extra for that wrestling show on the Sat Saturday night. That's completely in included with the price of your entry fee on the Saturday. Um, and then we've got an after party as well. Um, and who knows who turns up to that after party? Last year, I think um, who turned up to it last year? I think. Not mistaken, I think because Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and Marty Jannetty maybe turned up to the after party last year, um, which was great fun. Um, again, and then Sunday it's it, it's back to the convention again for the sort of the uh, the the day itself. But like I say, when they say the convention, I mean it, most people view it as convention like I used to, whereas I will turn up, I will meet five guests, get something signed, say hello, maybe get a picture, and on my way. It's such a small part. Of course, the guests 
or what attract people to full of a wrestling but it's such a small part when you actually arrive at the place and you'll just see it, it, it's it's very much like like a family environment you're just there with um you know with with, with 15,000 wrestling fans and everybody's having the time of their life some of the exhibits there i'm not just talking about my own some of the exhibits there are absolutely phenomenal you'll see collections like you won't see anywhere in the world um You've also got loads and loads of stalls and then the prop builds. So what, what prop builds have we got next year that have been confirmed? We've got the, um, we've got the Spanish announce table, which has obviously been broken. Um, we've got the, uh, the Firefly Funhouse. Um, we've got that as well. We've got the WCW Nitro stage as well. Um, and we've got, the, we've got the Raw as well. So there'll be loads of them as well. And then obviously the Q&As as well. So right in the centre of the whole convention is a, is a raised wrestling ring, as you would expect. Um, and then every guest will be interviewed in there, um, and you know, then they take Q and A's as well. And it's it, it's just it's just a three day wrestling party. I mean, just, you, you can't get enough. And just to sort of talk you through a little bit of the of the lineup. So um, we've got Demolition coming over, which for a fan like myself who's a Golden Era fan, that's that's a massive tick in a box. Uh, Brutus is coming back over as well. Um, the Dudley Boys are joining us, which is always nice to see. Um, Candice Michelle. Um, who I'm sure adorned many bedroom walls um, in this sort of <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah um, Earl Hebner Earl Hebner's going to be awesome we're going to be doing we're going to be doing photos in the ring with um, the Winged Eagle Championship belt um, with Earl Hebner so that'll be a really great photo opportunity uh, Tugboat or Shockmaster um, or Fred Ottman or Typhoon whoever you want to call him Fred's joining us I met Fred um, at a Hulk Hogan event five years ago Fred is about six foot eleven um, and he's an absolute mountain of a man but he's the sweetest man in the world so I can't wait to see Fred again he's such a sweet guy JBL's call come in Jeff Hardy um, Kenny Omega so again a lot of people think it's just a WWE convention but Kenny Omega's coming over Kurt Angle's coming over uh, the genius Lanny Poffo um, oh, nice. is coming over Lillian Garcia um, again, Marty Giannetti, IRS is coming over, um, Million Dollar Man's coming over, so we're doing a Money Inc. reunion um, again. Uh, the Steiner Brothers are coming over as well. Uh, Raven's coming over, um, so that's him. Um, some guy called Shawn Michaels, who I'm, not sure, you know, I'm sure will do. Um, oh, that indie guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tatonka's coming over um, as well. Ted DiBiase Jr. is meant to be coming over with Ted. Uh, what have we got coming over? The Nasty Boys, uh, again, another golden era tag team as well. Oh, amazing. Tori Wilson and Trish Stratus. I'll repeat that again. Tori Wilson and Trish Stratus are both coming over. And, and Victoria as well. Um, so you may remember, it was the only, they were only around for about three months, but there was a, a, almost like a little a click together called Vince's Devils, which was Candice, Michelle, mm. Victoria, um, and obviously Terry Wilson. So you can also have a combo photo with, with Vince's Devils as well. I mean, so, you know, that lineup's not too shoddy, let's be honest. Not too shoddy at it's all. It's incredible. And what I love, the thing that is making me go, I need to go to this event, is the fact you've got the barbershop. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the fact you've got the Rockers reunited. I no. know that. No, unfortunately, unfortunately, that, that's been cancelled. Oh, has it? Oh. Yeah. So, so, there's, so you can have pictures with Brutus and Marty in the barbershop, and you can have pictures with Shawn Michael. Unfortunately, at, at this point, we're not able to offer the, the Rockers reunion um, in there at all. But you can have, uh, but you cannot, I think we're also looking at doing a Shawn Michaels and Earl Hebner um, combat, one in the ring as well. So you can almost recreate that um, Montreal screw job photo. There's a, there's a few things in the works um, at the moment um, as well, but 
And again, if if people want a certain people want a certain combo, um, just just you know, just call it out. If you can see from our guests that you would like a certain combination of people, that then just you know just call it out, and we'll we'll try and make it happen. That's amazing. That's really cool. That is awesome. That is awesome. You had me at Shawn Michaels, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, next year, hopefully. Um, um, oh, and. and we're not sure yet. The other two guests who were just waiting to confirm are Bill Goldberg and Big Show as well. So we're just waiting for those guys to come back to us as well because they, they were able to confirm and then when the November date was announced, they couldn't make that. But now we think they might be able to make next year as well. And also Ken Shamrock is someone else. Where... Oh. <laughs> so they're, they're guys we've, we've announced previously that hopefully we can bring um, as well. So you wouldn't, wouldn't... And the crazy thing is, and this is the thing I love about For Love of Wrestling, um, when I've been to other conventions, it's very much like you will go over, you can say hello, you can have your picture, and then that's the last you will probably see that person all day. If you sort of you, you, you sort of turn around and look in any general direction, you will see a wrestler. I remember sort of going to get going to get myself a cup of coffee from our stand, and Bret Hart was stood there having a chat with somebody. And then I was at my exhibition, and some, I moved out. I saw somebody coming towards me, so I just moved out of the way. And it was just Chris Jericho. He just passed me. Went, sorry, man. Sorry. And I was like, yeah, no problem at all. There's just wrestlers everywhere. And then if you just look up, there's obviously somebody doing a Q and A in the ring, and it's just wall to wall wrestlers and wrestling fans. It's my idea of heaven. I absolutely love the place incredible so you've thrown me off with Ken Shamrock that's amazing the man is just as intense today as he was back then no he isn't he isn't he's, and do you know what's really funny he, he, um, and I, I love it when I love it when the wrestlers do this somebody had somebody had put on somebody had put something on our, on one of our I put a post up about Ken Shamrock and then you always get that smart mark putting some little snide comment on and it was something to do with one of his UFC fights but they'd got the facts completely wrong so Ken Shamrock just corrected them Ken Shamrock <laughs> commented and corrected them and I was like that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it's just really funny. I, I think Ken Shamrock's going to be hilarious. We've, we do, um, you know, So Cal Val, who used to be in TNA. Um, she, um, she, did, she came over to Dusseldorf with us and we got to have a chat with her because she's obviously very friendly with a lot of the old TNA guys. And so we were saying, well, what can we, what can we expect from the, uh, the Dudley boys? She said, Devon's lovely, Devon's lo lovely. She said, uh, Bubba, Bubba is Bubba. She said, uh, Bubba will be Bubba, and Bubba is always Bubba. He, will, he does not turn off me like, right, so I can't wait to see what Bubba's like in real life because he, apparently he's, he's equally as intense. Apparently he's absolutely phenomenal with fans, but he's, he's, when, he, when he's on, he's on, sort of thing. That's amazing. So from yourself as a fan then, what are your hopes for the future with this event? Like, what, do, what would you like to see? Who would you like to see there and stuff in the future? Do you know, if, I, if, I, if money, what, what, what would I want to see? I mean, for me, I suppose, I'm a huge, just that sort of golden era period. So I suppose if I could have any dream photo, I suppose we, we talk about this a lot. I suppose for me, it would be Hulk Hogan and Sylvester Stallone. That would be a great combo photo. Oh, I, could awesome. I think, yeah, the Rocky 3 one. Um, I'd love to see um, Austin. And, and Bret Hart do a WrestleMania 13 combo. I'd love to see that. Oh, um, or even the guys from TLC one. So get you know TLC, which is get get the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys together as that as a combo photo. That would be pretty cool. But to be honest with you, I think um, you know Andy. Andy's someone who, like I say, from what the conversations I've had with Andy, he's, he's sort of someone who's who's um, who's always open to ideas. If you've got something that you think's a great idea, um, Andy will always consider it. I mean, he's. 
he's uh he's picked up on a few things that that sort of we've I've suggested before or that he's asked me about before and I've sort of let him know. But anything anything's open really, um, really for for the future. I know. Andy's always looking for that next big thing. He, he always wants these conventions to improve. It's not enough for him just to put on another event year after year. He wants it to be constantly um, improving. So God knows what 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 floor wrestling is going to look like uh, in in a few years. Um, I'd like to see him keep up the standard. Um, I'd like to see him keep up the surprises, the, the level of guests, um, I suppose as well. But just for it to, just for I suppose what I'd really like to see is that that fans invest in it because as as, as, as such, the, the more for love of wrestling is successful just like any business the more money in the pot the more money in the pot the better it's going to be next year do you know what i mean it's that, that's that's the way any business runs so and i hope all the uk and all the european fans because it's not just the uk hundreds of european fans from all over europe come to for love of wrestling um uh, and that's what you know this is why i went to germany for an event but um, i hope everybody in europe really really appreciates and, and respects that you know what we've now we've now got our own wrestling convention this is our wrestling convention mm. um and it, you know for us it's a responsibility to sort of yes first of all share it with respect but just do our best to invest in it as well and and spread the word and make sure everybody knows about it would you ever have a live podcast there would i have a live podcast there do you know i would love to um love to love to see something like a, a live podcast there we've had quite a few people come down and recording podcasts i would love to see um probably somebody like i mean if bruce pritchard came down and did like a, 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 a something to wrestle with from there yeah. that'd be that'd be very very cool um to see i'd also like as well and this is just because i've got this 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 this, this collection i'd love to see zach Ryder come over and maybe do some oh, yes. yeah because i mean like I'm, funnily enough that the rest this is the problem when you buy wrestling merchandise now because he's got this show every time you try and buy an expensive item now they always tell you that zach Ryder's interested in it so when i came when i, when I so it's like yeah and it's it, you know it's like you know you know matt, matt cordona's trying to buy this really but he's trying to buy the other 16 items that i've bought this week as well so you know uh, but that's what that's what, like if you ever want to try and get more from him just tell everybody that zach riley's interested in it so but i'd love to see him come over and do his do his do his podcast as well um because i think he's a very charismatic guy and i think i think i think it would work well he's got such a social media following i think it would be good for the convention and i think mm. he'd have a whale of a time as well that's agreed awesome. that is really cool well I was going to say, like, if people are like, on the fence about coming, please try and tell them, try and sell them on coming. To, but I don't think you can say much else than you've already said, to be honest. No, not really. Not it's really. Just... Incredible. Yeah, it, it is. And it's, it's only going to get better. Um, look out for surprises. Look out for, you know, the, I'll be honest with you, the, the WWE Superstars event that happened in Manchester last year, that was almost a bit of a last minute thing it was sort of turned around in maybe four to six weeks uh, hopefully the next time the wwe come over um there could be a little bit more planning involved so it's not just for love of wrestling look out for perhaps um other events that are going on look out for comic con northern ireland which is going to be a new one we do um next year comic con um northeast is going to be a, a one that's happening next year um, and obviously the other ones like comic con scotland all that sort of stuff because you never know who's going to turn up at these events um they've had edge at one of the comic cons before they've had sting now that's made me really jealous as well because comic i think it's comic con liverpool and comic con manchester got sting and um edge and we've not had either of them yet for love of wrestling so i'm quite jealous about that um they, they would be again they would be a dream guest uh, to have across as well that's amazing. Right, before we move on, Tom, have you got any other questions you wanted to ask? I am, I'm clean out. 
Wonderful. So what we like to do with our guests, we have a little game we call the quick fire round. And it's literally five questions and you answer them as quick as you can. Simple as that. You've been interviewing me now for about an hour, so you know answering questions quickly isn't something I'm very, very good at. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I'll give you war and peace five times. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely fine. <laughs> if you can give me war and peace and some yeah. of these, I'll be quite happy. To be it was a full moon. This was Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> right. Question one. Favourite pizza topping? Mm, meat feast. All of, all of the meats. All of the meats. Good answer. Favourite Christmas movie? Oh, sugar. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. At a push. <laughs> Favourite WrestleMania main event? Main event? I'll have to get, it wasn't main event. Oh, God, so many of the best ones haven't main evented. Um, I'll go for Andre and Hogan in three just because of how iconic it is. Wonderful. Favourite cartoon when you were growing up? Um, Turtles. And last one, favourite face of Mick Foley. Um, can I just go for, for Mick Foley? It just Mick yeah. Foley in general. Um, Santa Claus Mick Foley, the, the lesser known fourth Mick Foley. Because <laughs> um, the guy seems to just spend more time dressed as Father Christmas than he does as actually any of his other gimmicks these days, which is which is great to see. Actually, I'd say that's a cool piece I've got in my collection. Here's another reason. Come to, come to Flood Wrestling to see this. Um, I had like a, a, a guitar lying about, and it's one of those things like, I think maybe I was a bit younger. Like, you obviously have to buy a guitar, you know, because then you're cool. Obviously, learning to play it is the, is, the, is the challenge. But as long as you've got a guitar, you can tell girls you're in a band. Um, so I had this sort of... Um, <laughs> Which is like me, you know, me and my dog. <laughs> um, but I had this, I had this, so I said it lying around. So when, when Undertaker came over last year, and on the inside, I went to end up going to the inside of the rope singer on the Monday night um, to, to, in Manchester as well. And I took my guitar down and thought, do you know what be really cool to get like Mick Foley to sign it almost as a super group? So he signed it as every one of his creations and Mick Foley. So you know that you get like a Beatles That's guitar awesome. side. It's like, yeah, it's like, so it's like a Mick Foley super group on this guitar. So I sort of just, thought of it by accident but yeah it's really really cool so that's again uh, something you can come down to liverpool and see and like i said before all of the exhibitions and i'm just one of them there's loads of them uh, they are all completely free um, all some of them are interactive and uh, they're all included in the price of your entry ticket incredible i'm gonna be there yeah good yeah. stuff so please, please tell us where can we find all about monopoly events events you help help with just anything on the old social medias and the internet where can we find everything it's a great question and one i'm glad you asked so um i recently started helping out on the insta so um so i'm on the gram because you know I'm, I'm, I'm i've got no business i'm over 40 i've got no business being on the gram but apparently i am um so for you uh for you crazy kids who do instagram we are at ftlo wrestling so the initials to for the love of wrestling but wrestling so ftlo wrestling uh, we are on the instagram um in regards to uh facebook we're on twitter as well at for the love of wrestling um and then on the facebook we are, are so we've got loads of pages we've obviously got a, a good place to start is monopoly events or monopoly signings um but we're on facebook at for the love of wrestling we've got a page and we've also got for the love of wrestling group as well so for the love of wrestling page is obviously the convention page itself where we put out all the information and all the daily stuff but we've got a great group where you can share your own stuff come in there and have a chat if you've got the other thing you want to sell feel free to sell it in there just come over and have discussions and banter with everybody as well uh, but for every one of our events they've all got their own pages um 
They've all got their own pages and they've all, they've all got their own groups. So stick Monopoly events in, stick full of wrestling in, and uh, you'll, you'll soon come across us. We, we, I think we've got, we seem to get bigger this year. So I think we've probably got, if you're looking for the page, I think it's got about 22,000 followers uh, at the moment. Um, so you'll come across it very quickly. Nice. That's amazing. Um, I'm desperate to go to next year's event. So hopefully we can see you there, my friend. Yes, please do. And what would be cool as well is uh, give us a nudge, uh, give us a nudge be beforehand, and let's uh, let's catch up. And hopefully at that point, I'll be able to tell you a little bit more about what's going to be happening um, at the show itself. Um, we can talk a little bit more about what people can expect from the wrestling shows um, because they're, they're going to be really exciting. And by that stage as well, I'll be able to tell you who's wrestling for. Well, those that aren't seeing, I'll be able to tell you who's wrestling for. Um, uh, for TNT on the Friday, hopefully tell you who's telling wrestling for Future Shock on the uh, on the Saturday. But hopefully both shows will um, will have a couple of surprises. Last year, um, we, we probably had about two thousand people watching the wrestling show, um, and it was a battle royale. And then out of nowhere, Pete Dunn decided he was going to find all this great royale, content so and more at the You Suck Podcast Network. Obviously, watching the Bruiserweight wrestle was a dream come true for um, a lot of people. But that's the sort of thing you can expect at Monopoly events. Events. It's they're always looking for that little bit extra to make it seem special and, and that's yeah. the sort of stuff you'll get. But no, catch up with me later, guys, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk through on all that sort of stuff. Sounds and obviously come down and see the, uh, see the exhibition as well. Yeah, we'll be there. Incredible. Don't you worry. Hopefully we could see you there, my friend. Thank you so much for doing this. It's been awesome talking to you. Thank you, James, Thank man. You. Thank you very much, Jamie. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, guys. Take care. See you later, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there. I'm Frank Guglielmelli, and I'm the narrator for the Audio Drama Feed. Featuring such audio dramas as Bounty Hunters, Marty and Mars, Val Toby, and so much more. You can find all of these wonderful programs on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can go to our website at www.audiodramafeed.com. We are thrilled to be affiliated with the Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and Jamie.